Hi everyone and welcome to the first episode of Change Making Women. My name is Ziada Bade and I live in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, together with Marianne Clements who lives in London. We're making this podcast for women who want to make a difference in the world. So if you're a woman trying to make change happen, we're talking to you. Our aim is to be topical and thought-provoking, to trust that change is possible, and to introduce you to inspiring people, things, and ideas. And on today's show, we'll be talking about different projects that the both of us are involved in. In the first part of this episode, I'm going to be asking Ziada about her work, and in particular, about her Kipili Pili project. And in the second part of this episode, which will be released next Thursday, I'll be asking Marianne about her latest projects, including her passion for Nia. So welcome, and we hope you enjoy our first show. So mm-hmm. tonight I wanted to ask you a bit about your, your um, Kipili Pili project, just so you could Absolutely. tell us something about it. But um, I wanted to just say my my small story before I ask you to tell us about okay. it which is um <laughs> so I um I I uh, had have had this story from a long time ago before I ever ever came to East Africa or Tanzania or anywhere I um we used to go when we were um at school on these like trips they used to call it French exchange and basically French exchange is where you go like school kids and you go to a school in France or a, and you, you stay there for a week and you live with the families there. And then you, you come back the other way, you know, and there's another week in the year where they come this side and they and they stay in England. And it's like you're supposed to be learning about their culture and learn some language. You know, everyone has to do French in school here. When mm-hmm. I was doing my A-level French, I went to... Um, to um, Montpellier in the south of France. And while I was there, I, st- I stayed with the family and, and a, a friend of that family actually was a woman from Cameroon. And she really wanted to come to the UK and visit. So she actually came back to stay with my family one, you know, the, that summer. And one day uh, we decided we were gonna go out to a nightclub. It was like I'm 17, 18 or something. And we, she, we were going to a nightclub and uh, and uh, she's in her room getting ready and she comes out and she has completely different hair. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She had like, she has like, you know, where she had braids before, now she has a wig and it's short. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? (laughs) This is incredible. I'm like, because I didn't know about those things really, because hair here, you know, it's just generally when you're young, you just, put you know your mum just puts your hair in a in a bunch or whatever and that's and I was so envious of that hair that you could change (laughs) 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 I cannot tell you (laughs) and it's only now that I see what you're doing that I that I see some of the you know some of some of maybe what that's about and and what what and some of the maybe not so attractive side of that I've always been slightly jealous (laughs) (laughs) But of course, I could put a wig in my hair and I could put extensions in my hair. So it's more of a, it's actually more, I realize now of a, you know, a, a cultural thing. Mm. And um, maybe you can tell us a bit more about that and, and okay. about your project. <laughs> absolutely, I'd love to share. <laughs> <sighs> so I know you've been, um, you've been very curious as to the name itself, first mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. So 
kipili pili. What does that even mean? Well, actually, that is a Swahili word which actually uh, describes coily, tightly textured hair. Mm-hmm. That's what the, the word actually means. Um, and the reason we came up with this because there there is negative connotation to the word itself, kipiripiri, because every time someone hears the word, or especially in Swahili, when someone says, you know, um, but my, my kipiripiri is so bad, it's, mm. it, it, they, it, it's just a negative connotation. Every time you have your natural hair out, you know, your, your, your afro is out, your puff is out, it's always bad hair. So when someone says, you know what, my kipiripiri, is like this, Wikipedia is like that. It just simply means that my hair is bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's so that where that's where the the word kipilipili came from, and we said, you know, why not just take the word itself because we need to tell people, and we need to, especially you know, women and men, you know, to eventually just tell them the word does not mean you have bad hair. It just simply means your hair is coily and just tightly textured. That's that's all it means. You know, the, your natural curls. Right, that's what the right, word right, means yeah. exactly so that's how the project started and it started out of just frustration actually when it mm-hmm. started uh, my partner and I um, we were both frustrated you know we're, we are in Tanzania and you know you have your natural hair out and then you don't have sufficient products for your hair so you you know your hair just eventually becomes weak it breaks and things like that and then you're almost forced to go and you know treat your hair chemically so you can have because most of the time when you go to this you know the shops you know the 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 big shops the supermarkets and so the only thing you can get is products that the chemically treated the relaxed hair products so you couldn't find any products for natural hair and that's how the whole project started and we said you know what this is an opportunity why don't we start you know we start providing these products to every woman who has natural hair and we tell them that you are beautiful just the way you are with your natural hair right because yeah and uh and as, as we started, we started to, to speak to a lot of women and then we realized this is just a lot, it's, it has a higher purpose. It's not just about products anymore. Yeah. Um, we, we, we realized that a lot of women don't feel confident with their, with their looks. They don't feel, you know, they, they don't feel like they have the confidence to walk around with their natural hair. Right. So, so with that, now we had a high, we had a bigger pulse. Yeah. It's not just about providing them with products anymore. It's about um, encouraging them and tell them to, you know, just love and embrace their natural hair and to be confident because that's where it starts. And it actually starts with your looks. It starts with your natural hair. That's Absolutely. where it starts. If you're confident enough to, know, you know, walk out of the house with your natural hair and just go shopping, then you're confident enough to stand up there and, you know, do other business or stand there and present or stand there, you know, and have just confidence, be, have confidence to do something. Yeah. So basically that's where um, we are at the moment. And that's how this whole movement started. And I'm curious as a slightly ink, ignorant person who has very different hair, right? <laughs> yeah. So you know, like, what the sort of history of this is. Like, presumably, um, these the the products that kind of change your hair, relax it, and and that they're presumably like 
came at some time and kind of replaced some maybe traditional ways of dealing with hair. I don't know. I don't know. Growing up, you know, your parents would be probably too lazy or they would just, the first thing they'll do is just take you to the saloon and just texturize your hair, you know, put some chemicals in it. But and then, that's, and that's the but, way that you, that's okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So growing up is that, but then when you start doing research, you just realize, okay, maybe this started way back. You know, it started during the colonial era. Maybe. Because right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, perhaps maybe that's where it started because um, the the beauty standards completely changed. So for to have, for instance, your natural hair out wasn't considered beautiful. And what was beautiful and gorgeous instead was to have straight hair. Right. Yeah. 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 So now this is why, you know, hair relaxer markets have been so unforgiving and, you know, fronting all this. Um, it's lack of better word. It's almost like a racial supremacy, uh, you know, just to yeah. have. Yeah. 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 And, you know, so I think it reached a point that women didn't have any say to them beautiful was what they see in a magazine. So we almost did not have um, a person we can look up to and say, you know what, maybe this is beautiful. So what the project is trying to do is just to show them, you know what, those are not the beauty standards. The beauty standards are not what you see in a magazine, are not what you see in a film, are not what you see first in a billboard those are not your beauty beauty standards it starts with you from within and it's, so yeah it's such an interesting thing the other kids um i just uh, I, it's like it sort of passed me by this whole thing uh, how did uh, the, i should have asked you this at the beginning really but how did your sort of partnership start were you you know were you looking for someone to work with or did you just kind of come up with the idea together or like how did that happen Okay, uh, my business partner and I have been actually friends for since high school, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I stayed back in Tanzania and continued my studies here. And uh, she um, obviously lived in, in London for a while and she yeah. did her studies there. So once uh, she was done, she decided, you know what, I'm, I'm done with my studies. And she she just had a baby and she she wanted to come back home. Mm-hmm. So when she came back home and, you know, we we're just sitting and talking and talking about our frustrations, especially when it comes to hair. <laughs> and we said, okay, um, why don't we, why don't we start this? So eventually when it started, we actually just wanted to do an event. First of all, sure. you know, <laughs> that's how initially that's how it started. And then we sat down and, and we said, how can we do an event to, you know, to a population of people who still do not even understand what we're trying to do. Yeah. So we had to, you know, sit back and re-strategize again. And we said, okay, so why don't we start by making these products actually available in Tanzania, making it easy for people to get their products from us. And uh, and then we'll do an event later on once we've educated them and, you know, and told them, you know, to, to love their hair and just give them that courage to have their hair, their natural hair out. Mm-hmm. So basically that's how it started so we said okay let's give it a try and see how women will respond so initially we started with women you know let's see how they'll respond to it Mm -hmm. and then three months we we started doing uh, pop-up shops Mm -hmm. and the response was amazing 
And as you find that women are telling, oh my God, I've been trying, you know, to do this for quite some time, but I just didn't know how to do it. And then the best part is that we give them consultation as well. We sit them down and we tell them how to go about it, how to take care of their hair, how to maintain it, you know, and so on. And they found that quite useful. Of course, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we started getting feedback from men now, you know, Mm -hmm. telling us, I would love my woman to have her natural hair out. (laughs) And that I guess that just gave us the courage to say, okay, you know, the men are in as well. So <laughs> it's, this is this is something we should definitely, you know, keep on doing. So, yeah, really interesting. Yeah, so we started doing, you know, the pop-up shops, and that's how, you know, we we got most people, we got most women, you know, will come and buy from us, we'll get men to come and buy from us. Now mothers started coming as well to, you know, to get products for their children and so on. And the best part about the, some of these products is that, you know, they try and, and remove all the harsh chemicals out of them. And that's how it went on, you know, and we get feedback. So you find that there's a lot of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, women tell each other, it's like, oh, I got my products from here. Please go see these ladies. They will they will tell you what to do. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll actually help you out in, in, you know, in how to maintain your hair. So we got a lot of word of mouth. That's what really helped us a lot. So six months down the line, we're like, okay, we are in this. Yeah. I don't think we can go back. We might as well just <laughs> stay in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and then um, how, how did you go about like promoting them and stuff? Cause I've seen you doing quite a lot of stuff online. I'm just interested in how yes. you got all the inspiration for all of that. <laughs> uh, okay. So we decided we're going to just be online. We'll, we'll do this um, solely online. So we, we are on all the social channels, the Facebook, your Pinterest. Um, we are on Instagram. Um, we are, that website is uh, still not up, but mm-hmm. we are we're working our best for the website to come up as soon as possible. So mm-hmm. we just decided, you know what, this is just going to be, we're just going to do this online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, your WhatsApp, so everything, that that's where we, we get people. And I just feel like that's where you actually reach a lot of people as well. Yeah, and I definitely think, you know, that's a, it's definitely a good strategy in Tanzania, isn't it, to reach people. There's a lot of people who've got a phone and are on some of those platforms a lot yes. of the time. Especially, um, on, especially Instagram is really big in Tanzania. Mm, um, yes, it's really big and a lot of women are there. Um, and a lot of people actually do a business on Instagram a lot. So you find that something like Instagram website is, is becoming big as well. So that's where you, you feel like your message will get across. But, and they love, um, Tanzanians, they love visual visuals more than the words mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know if you write something they wouldn't read but then if you put an image on or a video i think it becomes quite easy for them and that's yeah. the strategy we decided to take so um it worked we we are so visual if you if if you followed our, our yeah, social so channels we are very visual we're very <laughs> we're very colorful as well so yeah and everything that we we do we try and do it you know use the tradition and even the outfits you see us wearing they're all you know so we can relate with with people not only in tanzania but you know in and around east africa as well yeah 
And, yeah. and so um, how do you get the inspiration for all the stuff you put on social media? Do you, is that, does that come easily or have you had to think a lot about your strategy or you just kind of come up with ideas and go with them? What's your, how do you do Okay, that? We, we are very much data driven mm-hmm. because, you know, you know, the, best part about going digital is there's a lot of data, there's, you know, a lot of insight as well. So our inspiration basically comes from when we talk to these women, when they give us feedback, that's when we go back, we sit and, you know, brainstorm on how we're going to um, sort of how are we going to portray the message or how are we going to send this message out there, especially with the photo shoots? What are we trying to tell them? Yeah, so you you look like you've done quite a few photo shoots when I was looking on your... Yes, (laughs) yes, exactly. So what are we trying to tell them? So every photo shoot we do, it's actually a story we are telling. Okay. Yeah, so we get a lot of inspiration from all these women we talk to. We get a lot of inspiration from, you know, seeing what, you know, what other people are, are, are doing, especially, you know, the, especially the... Um, developed world who are already into into the natural hair movement, who are already trying to, you know, encourage women to love their natural hair and so on. There's a lot of work that has already been done. Um, So we we follow that as well and, Mm -hmm. you know, and just take that and put it. So inspiration is everywhere, especially with the colors. It's just full of it. You know how, how Tanzania is, and we, and we travel a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So whenever we see and we sit and we talk and we go to these workshops and we try and talk to women, I, I, basically that's where our inspiration comes from. And we go, we, we, we get the insights, we do our strategy, yeah. and then all the photo shoots, we try and tell a story. So you see, like, the first, the first photo shoot we did was just an introduction of natural hair. Um, it's the two characters with two different uh, two different hair types. But then, you know, trying to tell them, you know, you can have two different hair types, but they're, you know, everyone has their own struggles. Yeah, yeah, their know? own natural hair, right? Their own natural hair, exactly. So their struggles. I mean, she has her own um, type of hair. I have my own type of hair, but it's all natural hair. It's all peely. And, uh, you know, she has her own struggles dealing with the hair because my my business partner, as you've seen her, you know, her, her hair is a little bit different from mine. So people assume that her hair is easy to take care of. Right. <laughs> Because it's, yeah. it, the, the, is that because the slightly different size of curls or, or texture? Yes, it's te- texture, exactly. Mm. The texture and the curls is different. So they feel like it's easy to take care of that hair than to take care of mine. So we try and tell that story. No, it's not. It's it's the same struggle. Everyone has their own struggle when it comes to, to natural hair. So that was the first photo shoot. And then the, we did the second photo shoot was telling people natural hair just does not end with the afros, you know? Yeah, Someone yeah. Dreadlocks. That's also natural hair. Yeah, yeah. So, so every photo shoot has a story behind for us. So, we try and you know spread that message across. And something else that I find really interesting is that most of those photo shoots, you know, you're you're the people in them. So I re- I really like that that you're kind of using your own journey in a way, as well as taking you know taking what women are, your sort of customers and women you know are telling you, but then also you're, you're um, using yourselves almost as, well, you are using yourself as models, but also as part of the story. 
think it's really yes. interesting. Especially, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're you're kind of practicing what you preach, and you know, then then there's the business of being, you know, giving people access to the products they need to do that too, right? Exactly, and we work with a lot of um, you know local entrepreneurs as well, and um, um, we find that their designers, for instance, you see very careful, you know, jewelry on us. So we try and ex- and work together with all the local. If it's the designers, if they're giving us the outfit, you know, just to expose their work as well. So like local, 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 exactly. made the local, yeah. yes, locally made uh, stuff as well. So um, it, it's just uh, gone from, you know, just a mere um, frustration of I want to get products and let's make these products available in Tanzania mm-hmm. to, to, you know, working with different businesses, to encouraging women, to, you know, to... It's just become a whole different ball game sort, and which we are we are learning as we go along right. as well. Yeah, and, but and it's just been a beautiful, um, it's been a beautiful journey so far. Okay, yeah. And so, how have you funded like the photo shoots and stuff? Is that from the sales of the products you've been sourcing for people? Yes, basically just from the from the. So we put our own, uh, you know, we put our own money. Of course, that's how we started, and mm-hmm. then now through the products, um, we've been sort of reinvesting mm-hmm. now yeah, just yeah. through the products and so on. So yeah, that's how we got the funds. It's kind of grown, 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 kind of. Almost yes, it sounds like it, not quite by accident, but almost like. Organically, I should say. Organically, yes. Way. Yes, yeah, organically yeah. is the right word. So we kind of grew organically, exactly. We're still growing, though. It's just one year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we need to, you're sitting down, reassessing, and we're trying to now we see how we're going to scale it now. And, uh, yeah, so it's no longer just uh, a hobby. No, it's, ter- it's, <laughs> it's turned into something more, a, right? It turned into something more, yeah. And then in terms of working with a, with someone you've known for years, with a friend, how, how easy was it to work out, like, how you, who did what? And, you know, do you do you have specific tasks or do you just kind of figure everything out together? Or, like, how easy was that process? Um, when we started, we were just doing everything, we do everything and then um, together we still do everything together because mm-hmm. you know um, we still have to make our decisions you know the, the decisions before anything goes out if it's the social media if it's you know anything that has to do with business we still have to make those decisions together sure. but as we as we gone along it's just i guess it's a natural selection and found that my partner is more good with numbers and mm-hmm. i'm more good with <laughs> you know making follow-ups and things like that so sure. we find that you know um when it comes to who does what it has naturally sort of put us there so now sure. you, you find out if it's then if it's the creative then we have to sit down and you know create together so if it's strategy i'll do the strategy you know the, the online strategy and so on and then if it's just the, the creative part we'll brainstorm together but she will do the uh, you know the rest of the the creative if it's the or the editing it's the videos and so on so we we still pretty much you know do everything together but when it comes to perhaps matters of numbers or matters of strategy that's where we actually sit and 
and you know we do it and then we, we come together and decide yeah. whether to go with this strategy or if the numbers are doing this what should we do and so on yeah cool okay it sounds like yeah. sounds like it kind of worked out sounds it, like you yes. found a good partner there <laughs> yes in fact she makes so so much fun of me telling me that i, I hate numbers so bad <laughs> i wouldn't even look at an excel sheet <laughs> But she's there adding everything up so you know that you know whether it's worth it. Exactly, exactly. But um I think it's just the fact that we, we've been friends for for a while, so it makes it easier to work together because it's almost like you know each other. Mm. And let's say if um, you know, I, I don't feel like doing something or I'm in a bad mood or you know, I'm tired or so you know, she's tired, she's she's that she's in a bad mood. So it's almost like we can read each other. Mean- so it doesn't become a a conflict of, of so because you know you know each other's you know each other so well really so you know and in terms of just uplifting each other you know it reaches a point sometimes uh, what's the point of doing this if people do not understand but it's just the fact that you know you can go back and there is someone who can tell you, you know what we can push on let's do this you know we can do it we can so that keeps you going Mm. I guess that's the beauty of working with someone you uh, you know very well. Yeah, well, yeah. sometimes people say you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't work with your friends. So I think it's the it's yeah. it's it's like um, you, uh, there's there's the fact that you're friends, but then also that you're a good fit, maybe too. You know, <laughs> true. You might have some friends that you know you 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 might you might decide not to work with, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You might love it's them just, as friends. <laughs> you might love them as friends, but not so much as business partners. Yeah, yeah. But I but I think um for us it's just really worked out quite well because mm. we know um we've told ourselves. Every after four months, we're just going to take a break, you know, no work related, just go somewhere and relax mm-hmm. and, and so on. So we've, we've kept that. Um, if we're not going to be working, then we're just going to be relaxing. And if it's time for us to be business partners, let's be business partners. If it's time for us to be friends, let's be friends. So I think we that has really kind of helped the, the relationship and the business as well. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I think once you start mixing all these things together, it becomes... It becomes a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Along get that. the road, yeah. Yeah, that sounds really smart. So for years I've been, uh, I felt irritated by that. And I noticed a long time ago that that, that uh, bleaching skin cream is made in places like Slough, right, in the mm-hmm. UK. It's like, a, it's like someone here is making a lot of money out of people wanting to have whiter, paler skin so they can meet this kind of very kind of yeah white ideal of what beauty is and it's I've sort of felt angry about it as a you know concept somehow Um, but uh, the hair thing it's just never quite like dropped into my consciousness so I'm really grateful to you for kind of bringing it into my awareness like oh god this whole business of relaxing your hair is like to make it straight like white people's in its origin right yes yeah and that's you know it's kind of like all right okay because for me it's always been this like mystery of like what is all this stuff that people do to their hair exactly <laughs> and and the, and the thing is especially with our project the thing is we are not um condemning women who put weaves on or who put wigs on what we're trying to tell them is you know what? If you want to put a weave, it's fine. That's your comfortability. That's your. Um, that's how you feel confident. That's good enough. But what we are telling you is not to alter your natural hair. Mm. 
just take care of it while you're wearing that weave or take care of it while you're wearing that wig you know so yeah. you you don't need to change your hair it's, i know women being women sometimes you just want to look different yeah so if it makes you feel better or if you want to you know you want to get a different look that's fine go with the weave but just take care of your natural beauty you don't have to change yourself you yeah. know so just have your your hair out and um what's surprising is that um a, a lot of people or find this it's as if you know it's a fad that's just going to pass they think okay you know to just feel like you know what this is just a trend it's it's it will just pass you know it's it's, it's a trend and okay. so we're constantly telling women when we talk to them we we tell them this is not a trend you know there was I'll, I'll give you an example i was talking to um to to a woman she approached me mm. and she told me oh i recognize your face mm-hmm. like okay um from all the posts you know you're the beauty beauty girls and I'm like yeah um i just cut my hair and i like to um to to grow it back um, natural it's like okay that that's good to hear really glad to hear that you want to take the step and then she told me um but i don't know i mean i find it to be such a hard thing to you know to maintain natural hair it's very hard i, I don't know if i'm going to be able to do it but I, i'm willing to give it a try Mm-hmm. and one thing i told her i told her you know this is not a trend mm. this is not something that she say you know what i'm half stepping if i do not like it i will just you know straighten quit my hair <laughs> and go straighten my hair you have to make this your lifestyle mm-hmm. you know you find it um, i i, I gave an example like you find what What's the one thing that you find so hard when it comes to maintaining your natural hair? Oh, you know, it takes a long time. And but then I'm thinking you go and do your nails every Sunday. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. You know, you do your makeup every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you sit there and tweeze your eyebrows for <laughs> to get the perfect shape. So why can't you just take care of your hair and there are products out there that actually help even if you're saying that your hair is bad you cannot comb it but we are here to to show you how to do all how those to things so to to take care and maintain it so it becomes easier for you so it sounds like what started as you um as you wanting to sort of find those products and make them available has kind of become something greater as you were saying yeah yes it has become something greater it has become um you, yeah. so what are your plans for the future with Kipili Pili I know you you do you do have other things you do as well which I I neglected to mention in the beginning oh my god I do a lot of things <laughs> I'm like a serial entrepreneur yeah <laughs> Well maybe tell us first about your plans for um Kipili Pili in the future if there's anything you can share with us obviously we wouldn't want you to break any secrets out uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes uh, we wouldn't want to break any secrets but we we uh, a plan for Kipili Pili is just to actually scale it and reach more women sure not just uh, you know in Dar es Salaam alone or you know we are right now in Dar es Salaam yes we reach people in Mwanza and in Arusha but we would love to just reach women throughout the country wow. you know just yeah. reach to them yeah so we really are planning to scale on that and uh, i think uh, 
coming 2017 it's going to be busy for Kipilipili because you know we'll, we'll try and get um be closer to the women that you know we, we want to to see and just have different workshops and you know just talk to women in Tanzania in general so I think we'll we also plan on you know um, going on tours mm. um, uh, yeah meeting these women let's hear what they have to say you know just talk to them and uh just find out more because for us now it's become really interesting to just try and figure out what do women think when they hear a beautiful woman yeah it's, <laughs> it's so interesting because i've been yeah. listening to it i've been listening to a lot of stuff recently or, or yeah. um about um sort of um, where people go wrong in business and what they always say sounds like what you're doing naturally, what people forget to do or neglect to do is to like really ask the people that they're... Um, exactly. You know, they really to ask people, what do you want? What do you need? And what's your challenge or situation with this? And it sounds like you're sort of naturally, you know, yes. whether by design or by you know, organic <laughs> goodness or whatever. Think, yeah, because, you know, we, we are dealing with women at the end of the day. And, you know, the, it, it's best if you just hear it from them, what they really want, you know, yeah. what is... So for us, it's more like a quest to find out, you know, especially... Um, in Tanzania, we'll start in Tanzania, of course, you know, because you know what they say, charity begins at home, and just try and figure that out, and once we know, then the better, you know, once you get the feedback, it's even, um, it's even easy for you, you know, to know where you're going from there, and not just assuming this yeah. is what people love, or this is what women love, and, and so on. So I think it will be quite an interesting venture, and of course, I'll keep sharing our findings as we go along. Right. Great. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, really, I'm really fascinated to watch how it develops. I think it's a really exciting project, and it's really interesting how, you know, you, you, it sort of blends the, the, the business of helping people to access products with, you know, this whole um, idea about um, you know, what do we think is beautiful and, and why is there this kind of stigma and negativity around exactly. natural hair? It's Absolutely. such an interesting, yeah. such an interesting um, project, really. Did you want to tell us a bit about your other, your other <laughs> <laughs> enterprise? Uh, okay, by, so by profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a broadcaster by profession. Yeah. Well, we're broadcasting now, so that's good. We're, pro- we're broadcasting, so I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing that. But yeah, um, I also do digital marketing. Um, I took on to that. I found it to be quite interesting, mm-hmm. you know, when I... Especially when I when I started um, it, it, the whole digital marketing, there were no causes for it. So you just went along and you're just learning, you know, by what you see or what you read on the watching. internet. Yeah. Yes, watching and, and just reading and, you know, but now at least thankfully, there are a lot of courses out there which, you know, I try and uh, attend and, you know, the diplomas and so on. So it's, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting field. Mm-hmm. And it keeps you, you know, it, it just keeps you, you know, going because, you know, with digital, you wake up in the morning and everything has changed. That's true. Right? And it's just, it's never the same. You sleep, you wake up, you know, Facebook has changed. You sleep when you wake up, you know, the display ads and so on. It's yeah, changed, yeah. the formats have changed. So it's always, you know, keeping you on your toes. So 
yes, <laughs> that's my other thing I do, digital marketing. But what else do I do? My God. <laughs> Um, so those basically those are the, the those three, are your uh, the, yeah okay. those are the three the three things that I I do and that's like my core and if you've noticed it's just everything is intertwined yeah I always say that I I'm, say. yeah I, I'm in a business of you know content I I just love content so much you know I love you know I love reading content I love sharing content a lot so for me anything that has to do with Content, <laughs> content, and yeah. sharing it, and yeah, and finding, sharing, and yeah. you know, sharing findings and and knowledge, and just giving it to people. I absolutely enjoy that. I just feel like that's my calling. So, so everything goes with everything else. So, like I'm doing the PPD, yes, the biggest project, but the biggest is like it's online. So it's yeah. digital. I'm, I'm already doing digital, so I'm, I'm doing like broadcasting. I'm, I'm podcasting with you. <laughs> And yeah, then, but I also have a sports show that I'm I'm doing um I'm doing with uh, Jimmy, who's my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's yeah, in Tanzania, right? That's in Tanzania, exactly. So it's a sports show that I produce, and uh, he's the he's the host. So yeah, so everything is. I just make sure that it's not too far apart, because otherwise I'll go crazy. Yeah, no, and it does really sounds like um your your experience in broadcast and digital has really helped keep Philly Philly, you know. To I'm sure yes. that's been a real asset. To, yes, it to has getting been. that off the ground. Because I think when I look at the stuff you've been sharing, it's really it's really engaging and informative. I think I find that I'm really impressed by it. So yeah, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> And you've totally, even though, you know, you could say, like, it's not relevant to me in one sense because I have, you know, straight kind of European hair. <laughs> no, but, 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 that's, but that's the thing. We just want people to love your natural hair. Right. So it doesn't matter yeah, 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 yeah. if your hair is Afro-kinky, you know, or your hair oh, is straight or your hair is, you know, but as long as your hair is your natural, hair, right? just yeah. love it. You know, it doesn't matter if, if it's curly because you know they, there are people with you know your hair um it's just a bit curly but they actually relax it so yeah well i've it, been known to curl mine <laughs> exactly fact, see curling is a big thing here yeah, yeah. so yeah. As lo- you know as long as you just do not alter your natural beauty in any way that's what we are advocating for yeah you know yeah i, I really hear that and i also know that um that you know that there's a different history here in that sense of you know i don't i don't you know it's not like there's not so much pressure to to transform your natural hair and it's a real education to me to hear about that and hear you sort of trying to raise awareness about the fact that you know we don't have to do this yes our hair is lovely the way it is I think that's a really positive you know brilliant message to be you know to be working with and it's and and the fact that you're working with it has kind of brought it into my awareness and I kind of like to think that I'm kind of a, an aware kind of person so you know yeah. <laughs> I got my blind spots and that was one of them <laughs> I never really and all those years yeah. I lived out there I never really thought about it I was just like what do these people do in the salon all day <laughs> you see, you see? <laughs> I just don't know so, what yeah. they do and, yeah exactly and and and, it, and then for 
us, it's even worse when you go to a salon and you don't know what people are doing, especially now in Tanzania. Yeah. Um, you find most of the salons, they just don't know. You know, that those uh, people are not trained to even right. use the, the chemicals. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. You know, so... In the in the long run, it becomes a problem. You know, you burn people's scalp. Now someone's hair falls out, and you know, it just yeah, because they're they're it, quite strong. Those products they're quite they're strong, exactly. So at least if you're gonna find someone at the saloon doing something, just train them properly to do it. Yeah. <laughs> not to do the work properly it's just strain them yeah. but yeah but for us the biggest thing is just to advocate it does not matter if you're you know Chinese or you know you're Indian it doesn't matter you're African you're Caucasian you're it really does not matter for us it's just for us to tell you that just love your natural beauty that's all yeah. if it's the hair just love your natural texture <laughs> God gave you that texture for a reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Just, just love it and, you know, just be confident about it. Be confident about your look. I love that. Yeah, That's just be really confident brilliant. about your look. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing with us. Oh, thank you very much. Have I satisfied your curiosity? Yes, yeah, <laughs> for now. Just for now. But I'm, I might yeah. be back with more questions next week. Because <laughs> you've, really? opened, you've opened the whole thoughts train, and, you know. <laughs> and we would love to hear, you know, we would love to hear from, you know, women who are listening to this podcast to just, you know, just leave us a comment. Right, and, absolutely. You know, leave us a comment and... and Tell us what they think about this topic, about natural beauty, you know, about loving yourself, about, you know, a whole lot, just, just about you and confidence. Yeah. You know, if you're a woman, um, what do you feel comfortable with? And if you're not comfortable with your natural beauty, tell us why you're not comfortable with your natural beauty. Yeah. So I think it would be really nice to hear from, you know, to hear from women, um, what they think about, you know, the topic we've just uh, had yeah the, the idea of of comfort with your natural beauty with your natural really, beauty yeah. exactly yeah yeah exactly absolutely we'd love to hear from people mm-hmm. so we will be back with another topic next week maybe i'll be talking a bit more about um about what I've been up to. Yeah. <laughs> and you can and put me in the been, hot seat. And you have been. <laughs> you've done a lot. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. So we'll touch on what uh, that Marianne has been doing, you know, throughout her life and what she's doing right now. It might now take a while. And what her plans are. So that, could, that should be quite interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll look forward to I'll be preparing. <laughs> Yes, please do prepare. <laughs> and again, for all of you, if you have any questions, just leave your comments on, you know, on our podcast and we'll make sure that we answer yeah. all the questions. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. All right, Ziada. I will um, look forward to talking to you next week. Absolutely. Until our, Thank next, you so uh, much for our next conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you Good so night. much. Take care. Good night to you. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode of Change Making Women was produced and edited by Zahda Abade. And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com. <laughs>